Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That I don't know if there's an easy fix to this. And it certainly isn't a Zoom call. It certainly isn't a running back group chat that's going to fix running back values and how bad they are right this second. But Saquon Barkley and the Giants agree to terms one year, $11 million. A brutal blow. A brutal blow to a lot of backs around the league that want their money. Josh Jacobs should be looking sideways at him. He might need to block his number. I would be frustrated if I was the guy who led in all-purpose yards, who led in rushing yards, and yet I see a guy that may be on my same level, maybe a top-five running back in the league, taking less than he's worth. I mean, the $2 million bonus is nice right out of the gate. Yeah, but, I mean, he's going to get the $11 million, generally speaking, if he just plays throughout the year. Right? Yeah, so, I mean, it's... you get the $2 million up front, I guess you have some level of guarantee. But you're, you, a guy like Saquon Barkley, with what he means to that offense. Where does this put a guy like Pollard with his next deal next year? Um, it depends what he looks like this year off the ankle. Yeah. Surgery and injury. Mm-hmm. Right? We're in the 10 to $15 million range for well, most of these guys? Yeah. <sighs> I know it sounds low. If that. If that. Yeah. We'll see. I, I, here's the thing about like Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs yeah. that I've tried to mm-hmm. yeah, Josh very, Jacobs, make yeah, very the, clear to people. It's a correlation. I feel like all running backs are being valued the same, mm. right? I feel like if you're a top ten yeah. running back, like a guy like Austin Eckler, a guy like Josh Jacobs, a guy like Dalvin Cook, everybody's sort of Derrick Henry. Der- well, Derrick Henry's already Another got class. made, so a little bit different, and yeah. he means a lot more to his team. But, yeah. but point point well taken. I feel like a lot of these front offices have put these running backs in the same group of expendable. Mm-hmm. But not all of them are as expendable as you may think on the surface. Josh Jacobs' backups are Amir Abdullah and Zamir White as a rookie. Eric that Gray. That, that, can't replace, yeah. that can't replace Josh Jacobs. Oh, Saquon, yeah, Barkley's, Josh. Yeah. Saquon Barkley's backups are Matt Breda and Eric Gray yeah. as a rookie. That does not replace Saquon Barkley. That's a guy like using. Alexander Madison who came in for Dalvin Cook, okay, that could potentially, mm-hmm. from a production standpoint, re- replace Dalvin Cook, but not all of them are on the same level of expendable. And I feel like this offseason has showed us that front offices view them on the same level of expendable, as expendable, all of them. And and I get where I get where that's a problem. I completely understand where that's a problem. Now, uh, we need to transition back into the, uh, the great conversation about stadium renovations and money and where is it going to go? FedEx Forum, is it going to go to Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium? And also AAC Media Day's discussion. We'll do that next. Jeff Calkins will join the Gabe Kuncho right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Jeff Calkins is columnist of the Daily Memphian and host of the Jeff Calkins Show 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN on Twitter or X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Jeff, how's it going? How are you? Well, I can brush my teeth without fear. That's good. I can shower without fear. Uh. Put my dishes, wash my clothes. Yes. So, uh, thinking of our friends in Germantown. Yep. I'm pretty good. Yeah, no question. And uh, it is the Church Health Day of Giving. So, 929ESPN.com, right? We need to we need to put out some donations and get those matched. Yeah, it's uh, it is Church Health is a miraculous place in Memphis. Uh, my friend Scott Morris was on uh, this morning, and he really did. Like, here's a guy who 
went to medical school and divinity school. Mm -hmm. And then uh, as he was deciding what to do with his life, it was, he, he saw a book that said it was about how to start a church, whatever health center, a, a right. Christian health center. And so he, he, he picked the, he, he literally saw something that said that Memphis was the poorest community. And so that's where he moved. And now they take care of, uh, they really are the medical providers for 80,000 Memphians who, uh, who are, you know, work real jobs and, and are underinsured. And mm -hmm. it's just in a miraculous place. Among other things, for example, it's also, it's also like the anchor tenant across town. And so like Crosstown wouldn't exist, but for church health. And so, um, yeah, it's giving day at church health. If folks want to give, they can go to churchhealth.org. Uh, and today, any dollar you give uh, will be matched by some other generous donor. So give uh, give twenty five bucks and it's fifty. Give uh, two hundred fifty bucks and it's five hundred. I can continue to do this math. But yes. anyway, uh, this would be a fine, splendid time to give to Church Health over at churchhealth.org. Ninety two nine ESPN.com. The links in there. Go donate away. Absolutely donate. Now uh, we did have AAC Media Days, American Preseason Media Poll, Tulane, UTSA at the top. I knew that was going to happen. Then I knew there was going to be a group of SMU and Memphis, and I figured Memphis would be at four. Um, any any issues with that at all? I don't have any issues with it. And contemplating it though, I, I just I think fourth would be a disaster. I, I think you, you you want a a great year or a crappy year. You know, you want a year that that defines the course of this, the, the future of this program, it seems to me. And a middling year is not what I'm interested in particularly. I, I want a year that is uh, Memphis reclaiming um, its place um, at the momentum, top of these conferences, or I want a year that produces change in the program. And if you, you know, muddle along at fourth, fifth, or sixth, or whatever it is, um, it seems to me, you're kind of right where you are right now. So it doesn't, it's not surprising that they were picked where they were, but, but given I, it then struck me, yeah, I don't think that does it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know where, what, what fourth gets you. Um, it, it's something, some of it depends on, on how that happens, how it right. unfolds, what happens along the way. But um, to me, that's, the, that's the, the, the place they find themselves in is you want some, you want some stamp upon the, it's time to have an answer, right? To have yeah. an answer about whether this is, uh, you know, Ryan's going to get it done. And it's the same thing with, you know, eight wins or seven to seven wins. I don't think seven wins is an answer. Right. And so, um, you hope you get something I do anyway, um, that you get something more definitive. Anything outside of Tulane and UTSA, if they finish third somewhere there at the top, I mean, would you, would you, would that, would that make you feel any different? Or do you think, I mean, a first or second, uh, first or second finish is sort of the, I mean, I the, the way it needs to go if they thing. want I, to have the momentum I, that they that they had a few years ago? It all, some of it just depends. Like, what do they do when they're not, they win all their non-conference games? Like, that, 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 you know, yeah. whatever. Do they, right. do, do, do they uh, so some of it's not just their placement in the conference, it's their record overall, and it's, where do these wins come? And it's, you know, did they beat Tulane at home? Did they like what, what, what I, I do think that it's not purely where you finish. It is the feeling that develops along the way. Like I remember moments in Memphis football history where, where it felt incredibly hopeful, even though, even though 
there was a loss. I mean, you've pointed it out. That Duke game, first yep. game of the season, uh, whatever year that was, when there were. Yeah, so gobs of fans, right? That was a hopeful day, even though it was a loss, right? Mm-hmm. The, 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 when they went to UCLA and nearly yep. beat UCLA on the road, that was a momentum creating day, even though it was a loss. So I don't think it's purely where they finish. I, I, I think in the end, we'll know it when we see it. You know, like I, it, there's a feeling that is created um, sometimes in seasons. And, um, and, 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 and you just hope that in this season, um, you know, we'll have some sense of, of where the program's headed. I, I do like, though, and obviously this doesn't mean anything if the, if the on-field product doesn't, doesn't start matching and, and, and getting better, but it is striking to me. Ryan, Ryan is, is very well aware. He's well aware how the last two years have gone. On being picked fourth, he said, we have not earned the right to be picked much higher. Right. Like, I, I do like that part of it, but it's got to start right. matching. You've got to get to eight, nine blunt. wins on the field. Right, that's very blunt. Uh, it's, it's a blunt, it's a blunt and uh, and and correct thing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think he has any illusions about um, about where the program is and about the need to to create some excitement. I think it's hard to do that a little bit, you know. And uh, it, it, but but I think yeah, I, I think he's. I do think it helps that he has in this day and time of the transfer portal and of, you know, not knowing who the hell is lining up where or playing for whom. I do think it helps to have a quarterback who's in his third straight year as a starter. Like that's, yep. that's almost rare. It feels like in, in college football now. And so um, I, I think that helps for all kinds of reasons. I think it helps. It'll help on the field, but I also think that it helps people connect. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I like, I like Seth. And I think Seth is capable of leading this team to a big year. Mm-hmm. Now, talking with Jeff Calkins, you wrote a great article today, a column today. Is there enough cash for the Grizzlies in football? In the football stadium, turns out maybe not. Sam Hardiman, uh, your guys' uh, municipality reporter, if you will, he, he wrote about um, the money and, and and sort of what their plan is, and it has to do with Gainbridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. It was four hundred twelve million dollars to get those renovations done in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty three. That could equal four hundred fifty million to five hundred million at FedEx Forum. What is your just sort of immediate feeling about how this money is going to be split up ultimately? Because you do not—I mean, you have to walk a, walk a tightrope. You do want to try to boost your ability because Mayor Strickland talked about trying to get uh, Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium fixed so the University of Memphis could be a five, Power Five program. But you also don't want to piss off the Grizzlies. I mean, the lease ends in twenty twenty nine. You you don't want to anger them because they are ultimately the team that can move. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think that. Um, first of all, it really was. It was Sam's good reporting on this. That that why these stories are in the Daily Memphian today. Um, and he does a terrific job. And basically, what happened was, um, you know, it was it was in April when it the the state delivered the money, and there was great celebrating. You know, they woohoo, we have the money right. to do all this in Memphis. And and then it, it became just a question of okay, so how do you divide up the money? And it turns out dividing up money is hard. It is always hard. You know, it is, it is hard if, uh, your, you know, your grandparents die and, uh, and there's uh, some money left over and three kids, like it's hard. Dividing up money is hard. And so I don't think it's surprising that it, it wasn't just, you know, automatic, uh, how this would be done. 
but it's very clear that here we are three months later um, and the statement that Mayor Strickland gave and gave, and he, he worked hard to get this money in the first place, but he said, you know, we're basically still working on it. And, um, and when you talk to people behind the scenes, you know that they're still working at it, which means they haven't figured it out. And so as part of it, as you point out, Mayor Strickland went to Indianapolis and looked at the arena there. The arena there is basically the arena that FedEx Forum was modeled on. Way back when, when FedEx Forum was built, I was part of a trip. They chartered a plane. Uh, the, 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 folks, the folks from the Grizzlies and, mm-hmm. and, and they chartered a plane, and we all flew. Community leaders plus some media members flew to Indiana and toured that arena because, hey, this is what it's going to look like. But, you know, and so when they redid their arena, um, as you point out, that's what it cost more than 400 million bucks in public money. And that was in 2019, 400, more than 400 million bucks in 2019, pre pandemic construction costs have gone through the roof. It's certainly 475, 500, whatever else, whatever number you want to put on it, million dollars. And so the question is, we don't really even know how much money there is from the state. We know there's $350 million in cash from the state, and then there's some other income streams. But if you give the Grizzlies $475 million, that does not leave, I don't think anyone believes that leaves $150 to $200 million for uh, Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. And if you give Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium 200 million bucks, uh, which is sort of what, what they would ideally like, that doesn't leave nearly enough for the Grizzlies. And yep. so the problem is there's just not enough. Yep. And how do you see your way, much less having a soccer stadium and the, and the necessary improvements, and I don't think anyone denies that they are needed on AutoZone Park. So the problem is, it's not that anyone is, no one wants to be in the situation where everyone is pitted against each other, right? Mm -hmm. It's an awkward situation for everybody. And I think people have been commendably quiet about it without like pointing fingers or uh, calling each other names or whatnot. But in the end, um, it's going to be really tough. And I think the truth of the matter is someone is going to be disappointed because there's, I don't believe there's enough money. And, and as you point out, the University of Memphis can't leave. The Grizzlies yep. can leave. So when you decide ultimately who you're going to disappoint, it seems to me it, it, may yep. be, it may be a hard lesson, and it's unfortunate and all of that, but it is reality that it seems to me that the organization you can't disappoint is the Grizzlies. Right. The question for me becomes how much more do the Grizzlies want out of FedEx Forum, though, right? Like, I think it's a a good enough stadium. Of course, you want renovations. You want to make it better for your fans. You want to make it better for yourself. Um, But if you immediately sort of equated $412 million in renovations in Indianapolis in 2019 to the Grizzlies immediately wanting to make all of those renovations at once at FedEx Forum, because I... I don't yeah, know if I immediately make yeah, that 100%. Job. That is what they want to okay. do. And, and in the end, here's the truth. If you are signing a new 25, here, what the city wants from the university, from, from the Grizzlies, is a, is a commitment for another 25 years, right? Yes. That's what you're doing. You're signing a new 25-year lease. And if you are the Grizzlies, uh, you're only signing that 25-year lease 
if you get what you're you not want. talking about two years or three years. You're talking about I'm staying here in a <laughs> one of the smallest markets right. in the NBA, correct? Where our TV rights deal sucks compared to everybody else. Where it's a poor city. We can't charge as much for anything else as as most places. The the franchise would be worth twice as much other places. Yes. If I'm signing a 25-year lease, I want to make sure that the building is everything I need in a building. Correct. And so they only sign that, it seems to me, if they – not if they if they put spackle, you know, new paint job on the building or with the equivalent. They basically want a remade building, you just course. like Indiana was a remade building. And that – I don't know the number because they haven't given us the number publicly, but they say that number is, I think – I'll be stunned if it's not north of north of 400 million bucks. Yeah. And so we can argue all we want. Hey, just take 200 million dollars of improvements and move on. They yeah. won't. Right. <laughs> they right. won't. Yeah. You do that and they will be in Seattle. Correct. So and again, they they've never said that they don't invoke the threat of moving, etc. But like we can argue all we want that ah, come on, man. I mean, you can also then turn to the University of Memphis and say you really need 200 million here's 100 million or here's 80 million do what you can do to the right. people like right. you can do that to them too and by the way you can also say if you think that robert Parrish should pitch in and i totally can understand that he's the third richest owner in the nba he's the 11th richest owner in all of pro sports in the, in the united states i can totally see the argument that he should pitch in it's also true that since when at the university of memphis as a university do you just 100% count on public financing to build you a stadium? <laughs> right. Did Houston or or UCF or like do they? Right. Do they, I mean, in the end, what the University of Memphis did, and again, I'm wildly supportive of their effort to get into the Big 12. I think it's critical. I've talked about it for for years now. Um, but what they did is they they looked at the situation a year and a half ago, or whenever they made their study of what should, they should do next, and they said, "Huh, we have two options here." We could either try to build an on-campus stadium, which we'd have to fund ourselves, or you know what a better option would be? Let someone else pay for it. We'll just stay where we are and let someone else pay for it. And so how how do you then complain when your whole strategy is we're not going to contribute any money, we'll let someone else pay for it? How do you complain if the someone else says, Hey, we got a hundred million bucks for you, but we don't have 150 or 250 million. They created this for themselves. Again, it's the situation that they're in because they don't have a lot of rich boosters or that committed, but they committed that they organized for themselves when they put their hands, when they put their future in the hands of a municipal civic stadium, they're kind of at the mercy of whatever the civic powers are going to give them. They could have very easily at any point in the last 20 years, not easily, but could have made a decision. You know what? We're sick of being beholden to whatever the city wants to give us. We're going to build our own stadium. Mm-hmm. They haven't. Yep. Yep, I hear you. I, I think those are all fair points. Now, here, here's something I brought up off the top of the show, and I know like not everybody's morals and vision line up together, but as a sports city, as a sports market, I, I am of the belief, like I look at, okay, if the assumption is that the Grizzlies would stay and get $100 million, $150 million worth of renovations, let's just work off the $350 million number. And and everything that we needed to get done to Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium got done, and, and FedEx Forum got the rest. I feel like the growth potential and what you could get out of Simmons Bank Liberty stadium if you did ultimately get into a power five which is still a big if i understand that but the amount of people that would come out potentially uh the the recruits you would attract how the product could potentially get i feel like the growth potential 
in investing in Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium as a as a larger vision of sports market in Memphis, I feel like the growth potential is larger at Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium than, than doing all of the the well, necessary the, adjustments the growth, to FedEx what, form. What you're, what you're saying there, though, is the growth potential is stipulated on to get into the Big 12. And right. by the way, Understood. in that scenario, the Grizzlies are gone. My scenario, my scenario, my scenario keeps the Grizzlies in good faith, allowing the universe. With, I know, I, I'm that. not saying that's realistic. You're, you're operating in a dream world. Okay. You're saying you're saying the Grizzlies in my scenario. Right. In my scenario, the Grizzlies are going to be happy. I, I, I know I'm operating. So, I mean, it's a stupid scenario. So, with all due respect. Like, All right. In your scenario, here's the growth potential. Grizzlies, Grizzlies gone, and then, you, then I mean, you're begging for the Big 12 to take you. Okay, I got you. Is, and then you can't even live not, in the dream world with me. That's sad. That's sad. And you're probably not in the Big 12 because, let's sad be honest, stuff. it's probably still like – now, I'm going to give you this because this is I do believe. I had this uh, on the on the, on the the I said in my column that the Grizzlies are the most important franchise in town, and I believe that as a, as a of single course. sports franchise. No question. The most important franchise in town. I'll say this, though. The Grizzlies are not as important as the University of Memphis is as a university. Like, the University of Memphis is hugely important to this community as an economic engine, as a place that attracts talent, as a place that gives people futures. It is the University of Memphis is one of absolute is is more important. And so I I do think this, that if you could get in, and this is a point that David Rudd has made before, if you could get into a power conference, it doesn't just help the football team. It helps everybody. It helps raise money in the biology department. It helps Mm -hmm. all across the board. So I am not at all underselling how important it would be because I I think the most important, if you could freeze everything you have right now, keep it and then add something else, you know, more than adding a major league baseball team, which you're not going to happen. Right. Or whatever. The most important thing that could happen is to get the University of Memphis into a Power Five conference. That is hugely important, even if it is a, a, a seeming like a less than 50-50 proposition at this point, would be hugely important and would, I believe, not just from an athletic perspective, but from a whole community perspective, um, it would spearhead real growth. So I am in favor of right. trying to squeeze as much money as possible um, as there is for the for the University of Memphis in this deal, one hundred percent. To the extent you can squeeze the Grizzlies, and but it's just not realistic. Here, I understand that I as well. That. I just don't think a number like one hundred and fifty or whatever it gets you is is a number that keeps the Grizzlies here. Now, yeah. would would four hundred million total? Would that maybe like could that? Sure, I could see that that might, or maybe like I, I, but I, I'm, I'm now I'm just talking to off the top of my head in terms of numbers. But your whatever your number was, 150, that was purely fanciful. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I'm just trying to trying to keep my hope here. I'm I trying to keep my hope here for something that I love. Here. I wanted to be. I want to, You know, right. I, I, you understand. You understand. <laughs> yeah. But no, so and, if and I'm reading through the same things, we right. honestly we both like some of the great. It's funny. I actually like the Liberty Bowl, and some of the great days of my, you know, time in Memphis have been spent there. Like, um, so, um, and I, I, I think it's. I, I would love to see a completely remade, right. reimagined stadium. I mean, I, what a what a fabulous thing that would be. And I, and I haven't given up on that dream of the Big Twelve or whatever else. I think it is 
within the realm of now, possibility. Let, let me ask you this, though. How much are you sort of giving up considering? And we're talking about, I think uh, Sam put it as uh, napkin numbers, if you will. Um, I mean, does it, is this sort of making you give up on the, uh, the thought prospect of these stadium renovations actually come to fruition at Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium? Do you think all this money is going to go directly to the FedEx Forum? Not all. Okay. No. I mean, and I'm hopeful. Like, I, I still do believe, go back to the first point I made, that I think it's hard to divide up money. <laughs> and I think, I think it's hard to divide up money. I think there are people who I certainly respect on both sides of, of all sides of this. I, hell, there are people I respect who, who, you know, who, 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 uh, you know, want a new soccer stadium or want a new, uh, want, want, want the renovations to, to autos on park. And so, um, I don't think there's anyone, you know, acting in bad faith here. I think everyone wants to figure out a solution and, um, I just think it's hard. And so, no, I'm not giving up on the possibility that both things in the end, if everyone's just a little disappointed, you know, and yet they can work with it, that's not a bad solution. Right. And so Sam has a much better grasp of the numbers than I do. Right. Um, in terms of, of what's out there. It's funny, though, like Jeffrey, uh, my producer, Jeffrey Wright, who has his own show, of course, with Mark, um, he's been skeptical all along because stadiums cost a hell of a lot of money, yeah. right? And he thought even these, the, these numbers, 150 to 250, 150 to 200 for the Liberty Bowl uh, and – he even thought they were kind of like, can you really get this done with that? Yeah, like, the renderings with those renderings and like field boxes yeah. and everything else. I've had I I I brought that up before the show today in in pre-show. I was I was, I mean, considering what FedEx Forum th- seemingly would do with four hundred to five hundred million dollars, it just it doesn't equate in my mind. Considering all of the changes that are being proposed at Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium for two hundred million dollars. Yeah, they're basically redoing, you know, a FedEx Forum that what they imagine is totally redoing the bowl. But, of course, at, at, at Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium, what they're imagining is totally redoing that side of the stadium. And so let's say you have – the truth of the matter is is that I – and mean, this is all pathetic that we're spending this much money on stadiums. And anyone who thinks that, who, who, that it's crazy that we spend all this money, public money on stadiums, I agree. Um, but, like – but 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 the state gave more than a billion dollars to Nashville, right? And right. that and that project is so. If you think about it, I hate to say this: six hundred million dollars spread around two stadiums, maybe three. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's a soccer stadium for if you include AutoZone Park. I know this is hard, I hate to say that. It's not that much money. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what partly what we're seeing here and partly what Sam sort of, I think the way he phrased it was his back of the napkin calculations. Maybe there's just not enough money here. And so... I think that is exact, what is exacerbating it. Um, but I, I don't know that we're going to get 
you know, any resolution on this anytime soon. Yeah. I think I saw uh, Tim Buckley was at uh, Media Day, and, and Ryan yeah. Silverfield was quoted as saying he's still hopeful that they'll get And so am I. I, I'm, I don't see any reason. Hell, I saw a post that they said after the 2023 season they expect to get started. Yeah, so I'm yeah. not, I'm not uh, I have not given up hope on any of this. Um, I think it would be, I think it would be There's reckless. more skepticism as of today. I, I think, think that's fair. I think it would fair. be reckless to go ahead and give the university what it wants without knowing that, that you can also satisfy the Grizzlies. That mm-hmm. would be reckless with your of NBA course, team. Of course, of course. So, um, but I don't, I don't rule out the, the notion that, that, that everyone can be made. Sometimes there's just going to be this level of angst, and we've had very little angst around this. It's actually kind of nice that there's been very little of angst around this. But sometimes when you have a difficult process, there's going to be some angst and there's going to be some bumps on the road, and it feels to me like that's where we are. Yeah, but we, you guys did a very good job over the Daily Memphis today of covering this. Well, Go Sam check. did a great job. Yeah, I just, I yeah and you, you, so. follow, you followed it up. You followed it up. Go check out Sam's article and also Jeff's column as well at DailyMemphian.com. But, Jeff, appreciate it, man. We'll do it again tomorrow. See you. That's Jeff Calkins, at Jeff underscore Calkins, Daily Memphian columnist also. Jeff Calkins Show, 9 to 11, right here on these airwaves, 92.9 FM ESPN. Now we have to go ahead and take a trip around NFL training camps. We have training camps rolling along. We have some contracts that are being agreed to. So let's do that next right here on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. ESPN. Back in on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM. Let's take a trip around the NFL with training camps underway. The Las Vegas Raiders. Marcus Peters, how about this? Signs a one-year deal with the Raiders. Let's put a Band-Aid on a bullet hole. That's what we're going to do in Las Vegas. (laughs) My gosh. And honestly, I don't even know if it's much of a Band-Aid at this point in his career. He's about to be 30, 31 one-year deal. Yeah, you need to improve your secondary, but who knows if Jimmy G's going to start the year. Josh Jacobs likely will not even play the year unless he gets some type of deal done. You're starting opening day, and I brought this up. I keep bringing this up because I think it it matters. I think it absolutely matters. You're starting opening game against the Broncos. Could be Brian Hoyer and Amir Abdullah in the backfield. Oh, jeez. I don't care if you have Marcus Peters. You're trying to strengthen your secondary. You're going to be a bad team. And I think the Raiders, uh, for the most part, Raiders fans are accepting that. I've heard John Martin talk about it. He says this year, the reason for the season is Caleb Williams. Why not? Why not? That's what I'll say to that. Tankathon? Tankathon. Okay. The Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks edge rusher Uchenna Nwosu is signing a three-year extension Worth up to $59 million, $32 million guaranteed. Now, I'll say this about uh, Yuchenna Onwusu, all right? He is, he's a very, very good player. Onwusu, I should say. He's a very, very good player. Uh, up in the in double-digit sacks last year, good edge rusher. Chargers let him walk, so he ends up on the Seahawks. He gets his money. But it does show you, while we're dealing with these running back value situations and this whole conversation – there are so many guys out there within the margins, not even all pros, not even pro bowlers, at value positions, getting bags, getting bags. And Josh Jacobs, who led the league in all-purpose yards, accounted for 34% of the offense in, in Las Vegas, accounted for 30% of their touchdown production. He can't get his money. Yet Uchenna Nwosu gets his money. I like Uchenna Nwosu, but not near as good as at his position as Josh Jacobs is at his. The Kansas City Chiefs. Kadarius Tony. This is this is going to be an interesting thing to watch. Kadarius Tony went through another 
knee surgery today. He aggravated his knee injury that he had to get cleaned up this offseason. He got it cleaned up again today. And if you look at the Chiefs', Chiefs depth chart, mm-hmm. that's their number two wide receiver. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what they have. He'll miss a chunk of camp. He is expected to be healthy, according to Andy Reid, by week one. But we're talking about Kadarius Toney, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Sky Moore. If Kadarius Toney is missing time, I mean, you have to go way in the bag. Justin Watson, Richie James, Rasheed Rice. Don't have much at wide receiver, but here's what I've learned over the years. Don't doubt that guy at quarterback number 15. Don't doubt that guy at tight end number 87. Where those wide receivers can't mm-hmm. give you production, they'll give you production. They'll figure it out. They have a good old line as well. Isaiah Pacheco returns. So I think they'll be okay ultimately, but they are very, very thin. And I, I would argue not good at wide receiver. And seeing a, an injury like this that, that could be a, a one that gets re-aggravated as the season goes along, it definitely concerns you. The New Orleans Saints. I'm excited about this one. <laughs> New Orleans Saints. Let me go there. They're uh, signing senior citizens today. <laughs> Hey, Michael Thomas is healthy. I mean, sure. That's not what I'm going with here. Jimmy. I mean, Dennis Allen says he's going to be healthy. We'll see if he's healthy. Who got paid? They signed Jimmy Graham, one-year yeah, deal. Yeah, Jimmy Graham deal. Okay. Uh, he skipped last year. One-year deal, 37-year-old season. Been a while since he was an all-pro talent in New Orleans in 2013, though. Yeah. Let's say that. I mean, it's been a while. But he's reuniting with the franchise he gave his best years to. I'll say this. I don't think he's re- that far removed from solid production. Like, 2020, 50 receptions. And then he fell off a cliff in 2021, 14 receptions in 15 games and didn't play in 2022. I I, I was just looking at his stats, though, today. Looking back at his career, man, was he good. Yeah. 12 seasons, 713 passes caught, 8,506 yards, 85 touchdowns. All pro a couple times, multiple pro bowls. Good for him. And also Trey Turner, speaking of uh, uh, somewhat senior citizens, one-year deal. He returns to the state of Louisiana after his days at LSU. Five-time Pro Bowler with the Panthers. Last three years, he's been on three different teams. Um, this will be his fourth team in four years. So he's going on his age 30 season. We'll see how it works out for him. But the senior citizens have made their way to New Orleans. The San Francisco 49ers. 49ers GM John Lynch says, Brock Purdy, who underwent UCL surgery, has been cleared without restriction, and he's ready to go for camp. There's been a lot of talk about Sam Darnold potentially taking over regardless. But if Brock Purdy's back, I think they have to be pretty good, feel pretty good about what they have going at quarterback. No matter who's there, Kyle Shanahan will make it work. They have a decent run game. They have Debo Samuel. They have Brandon Ayuk. They have George Kittle. I mean, just keep going down the mm-hmm. They have Christian McCaffrey. I mean, they, they, they have so much up there. Good Their team. whole line's solid. Mm-hmm. Still have Trent Williams there at left tackle. No matter who you put in there, they'll be good. But we saw Brock Purdy down the stretch of the season. How damn good he was when he came in to replace Jimmy G. Quick question. Do you think they're the best in that division? Hard to say anything otherwise. I think so. Defense, number one in the uh, in the NFL. Offense can pace really well, can run the ball, pound the rock. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I would say so. Seahawks, we'll see if they can recreate what they did last year. We'll see if the Rams can wake up after yeah. just a miserable year last year. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 would, mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to pick anybody else. Yeah. And also – with the 49ers. John Lynch says he doesn't expect Nick Bosa to practice without a new deal. Nick Bosa should be the highest paid edge rusher in the league, and I don't think it yes. should be relatively close. He should reset the market. T.J. Watt is the highest paid per year 
uh, on a per year basis. I think he got like 50 million to 70 million guaranteed. Yeah. But he's four years, 112 million. That's 28 million dollars a year. Nick Bosa ought to ought to touch near, if not exceed, 30 million. He's 25 years old. He's fresh off a defensive player of the year and a first team All Pro nod. He won defensive rookie of the year, his rookie year. Yeah. He had 18 and a half sacks last year. You pay the guy, you move on, and you're going to pay him at the top of the market because he's at a value position doing valuable things. Simple as that. I think they've got all the weapons. Yep. <laughs> I mean, if you put Bosa in there, that's it. Yep, and that defense will probably be top five again, yeah. top, maybe even top three. They were, yeah. they were one last year. They were one last year, but that'll do it. We're taking a look around the NFL. Always fantastic. We'll continue to keep you abreast of all of the happenings in the NFL as training camps roll along. Now it's time for Small Talk. Let's go ahead and get to that next right here on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Here on 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now, it's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Coon Show. And uh, I'm going to start with a quick sidebar that has to do with a uh, former NFL player. That would be Tom Brady. I've talked about him and then a potential Kim K relationship, but no, he's in a relationship with a, a Russian model. Have you seen this, Brad Carson? I saw Irina Shake. Yes, I, I did see it. Yes. I see that his ex-wife uh, is is okay with it. Sure. Yeah. All I mean, right. they're, they're exes now. Like, what are they gonna? What are you gonna do? <laughs> I what guess do? get it. Go on with it. I mean, I I don't know what to say. But she's a Russian model. She was in the 2011 swimsuit edition for SI. She's uh, previous been in relationships with Ronaldo. I think she was married to Bradley Cooper for some time, and then Kanye West, among others. Okay. Um, I saw. I've seen a lot of people come with the uh, the, the their take is he has a type. He loves foreign models. And I go, well, wouldn't everybody, <laughs> yeah. like, if you, were, if you were on that level, wouldn't that, I mean, isn't that a fair type to have? Really? How, how yeah, striking I, and how ra- wild. How insane is yeah. that? That's crazy. Yeah. He likes foreign <laughs> models. Good Lord. What's, what's wrong with Welcome this guy? Welcome to the world. The sky's yeah. blue. Hey. The sky's blue. Did you know that? <laughs> Water's did. wet. <laughs> I'm like, if that, is, that, is that your best That's take funny. that you can throw out there? Um, now, in today's edition of uh, Elon Musk is tanking <laughs> Twitter, uh, he, he, you know he's rebranding to X. And I've been saying, you know, yeah. you can follow me on Twitter at G underscore Coon. You're sub 71. Yeah, it's either Twitter or X. X. Or yeah. at Brad Carson, Twitter or X. That's right. right. Um, as of yesterday, we learned a lot about the rebrand and why it could be detrimental to the su- success it's and why he this. may run into some issues. Um, and it's very simple. There is a lot of companies that have filed for the trademark of X. Meta is one of them. Really? <laughs> Meta is one of them. So we're talking about Zuckerberg already trying to. He has tried to get a trademark on X before. Microsoft has one as well. And it's so widely used and cited in trademarks that 900 Active U.S. trademark registrations already cover the letter X. So what, is, he, what does that so mean? What does that mean? There's that 900 active that they US, they have a some some hold on it. Yes, they have a hold on it. And they're they're working through their trademarks. There's 900 active uh, waiting for approval. What have you? Right. Um, but there is a trademark attorney named Josh Gerben who has a quote. He quoted. He's quoted as saying this. It was via Reuters. It was a Reuters article. Okay. I was 
quote, there's a 100% chance that Twitter is going to get sued over this by somebody. And quote, well, yeah, there's 900 people <laughs> that have filed for this trademark. Yeah, I did see the, the video problem because there's a, uh, there's a pornography <laughs> video service that is X. Like, and that's yeah, not- so if you're looking at videos on X, it'd be, yes. this is an X video. Yeah, yeah, like, that's a problem. You know, listen, I, I, I say this all the time. I think, clearly, Elon Musk is probably a brilliant guy from an IQ perspective. But, man, the common sense gene missed him. I, there's not. It just feels like the common sense passed him. Yeah. Yes, he's the richest guy in the world. Yes, he's got a high IQ. I don't doubt that he is a smart and an intelligent person. But street yeah. smarts, common sense, I just, it's not there. It's not all there for him. Smart people do dumb stuff all the time, though, Gabe. They yeah. really do. We see it with other companies who are, they are smart people. They go to these highfalutin schools like Wharton or whatever, and then they tank a company. It happens all the time, and these are smart people. Highfalutin. 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 Thank you. Uh, highfalutin. Brought that one out. Name a there. couple of highfalutin schools. Uh, uh Princeton. Okay, we're talking about uh, Stanford, okay. right. Wharton School of Business, Penn, yeah. Memphis. <laughs> no, <laughs> put Memphis High, in there. Highfalutin yeah. schools. But uh, you know yeah, so he, he is he is trying to go switch this to X, and there's going to be some legal challenges. And I, I wonder how this all figures. I mean, because Mark Zuckerberg is out for his head, and he has put in a uh, – he, he's tried to trademark X before. So I want – I mean <laughs> – Zuckerberg's not going to let it go easy to the end of the night. No. He's got threads. He's trying to get us onto threads. How and are we by the doing way, we're that? on threads, aren't yeah. we? Yeah, I'm on threads. Add Brad Carson one. I, I'm, on, I'm on threads as well. Same, same G, handle. G underscore Coon 71. I, to be honest with you, though, I haven't used it. I have not. I, I've, I've retweeted or re-threaded. Yeah. Is that how you, is that how you yeah, say sure. it? Re-threaded? Yeah. Reposted? Re-thread. Re- reposted. Reposted. I have put our radio station content out on it because it's another portal to do that, like Instagram yes. and Facebook and all these. But a lot of it is just the same thing, it's, and I, I, you know, it's the same. It's not as easy to use, and it's not as familiar as I Twitter. That's like all threads. I, I I would I would be happy with Twitter going away though. Um. So this just came across my uh, timeline. Yeah. We have a uh, looks like we have a Justin Herbert deal. What is it? Five years. Two hundred and sixty-two and a half million dollars for Justin Herbert. Breaking news. Two sixty-two five. Five for two sixty-two and a half through the twenty twenty-nine season. He's getting over fifty mil. That's crazy. That's the that's the biggest contract in the I, history. Is of, he wor- he's history worth of, it? I mean, you history have to, of the league. He's and now Joe Burrow's next. Yeah, he, and he's ch- gonna he's gonna be licking his. He's gonna be making, making 60, 70 million bucks a year. Mercy me! Yeah. Five years, two hundred sixty-two and a half million dollars. Yeah. Justin Herbert. We're going to have to skip over that news for a little bit because coming up next, we have to get back into some stadium conversation. We're going to talk day one of AAC Media Days because as is customary on a Tuesday, Christian Fowler from Bluff City Media will join the program. That's next, 92.9 FM ESPN. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.